right, Mike Chuck, how do you feel? You sound, are they sound good? Sounds good. Dope, dope, dope. All right, well, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself. <laughs> what do you do? What's uh, Explore 360 Tour? Yeah, thank you, man. Well, first, thank you for having me on. Um, my name's Ralph Perez. Um, I was born and raised in Southwest Detroit. Um, went to the schools around here, elementary, went to Mayberry, went to uh, Amelia Earhart Middle School. Then uh, high school, I went to Henry Ford Academy. Um, graduated from Michigan State University with a, a degree in uh, business marketing. Michigan State. Nice. Yeah. So then from there. Business I, marketing? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, uh, from the Eli Broad College of Business. It's one of the best uh, business schools in the country. Nice. Um, from there, I interned with the uh, Detroit Tigers front office and the suites department. Um, started networking, kind of learning the ropes of networking, the yeah. importance of building relationships, you know. School teaches you so much, but if you don't make those relationships, it means yeah. nothing, you know. Um, from there, I started getting inspired kind of before the whole entrepreneur movement started to kind of do my own thing. I was like, man, I, I'm a graphic designer. I know how to do code. I'm like, let me try to do this on my own. So in 2016, I started a digital marketing and media company called Rocky Pez, which is uh, still, it's the own ownership company of Explore 360 Tour. Okay. Um, so I started doing that in 2016, working with a lot of brands on doing their uh, ad campaigns, their graphics, their branding, their websites and stuff. And then in 2015, I was introduced to uh, the virtual technology. Yeah, nice. 2015, um, nice. Yeah, so the company that is kind of, and still to this day, kind of the leader in the virtual space before Facebook and Google started, you know, their whole kind of integration into this world was uh, Matterport. Matterport. Matterport is kind of like the Canon or the Sony of DSLR cameras. Okay. They have the software, the technology, and um, they provided the platform for people to kind of go, like photographers or videographers to go purchase their camera, use their software, and create digital spaces. Okay. But then it became up to you as kind of like a visionary, an entrepreneur to kind of figure out how to use it yourself. Because for the longest time, I mean, even five years ago, the Matterport tours were kind of like Minecraft. They were very choppy and blocky. They're not what they are now. They're uh, 4K, high resolution, um, interactive. A lot of people call them videos, but they're virtual tours. Yeah. Um, that term has kind of been loosely used in the past couple of years because of you know the pandemic and stuff. But um, kind of to kind of bring some uh, definition to VR and AR. So virtual reality is when you capture a space and you can kind of revisit it. So we did one recently for uh, you guys, the uh, yeah. Motor City Street Dance Academy. So we documented it and then now anybody can go inside and walk around it. That's virtual reality. Yeah. Augmented reality is kind of like uh, filters on uh, Snapchat or Instagram. You're okay. able to like augment reality. You yeah. hold your phone up and kind of like you see a piece of art on the wall and it can come out of the wall and like yeah. move around and stuff, right? Um, but yeah, I started diving deep into the VR world in, in 2015. Was working with a, uh, a brand out in Texas that was really pushing it. So that's where I really got the chance to kind of really play around with it and see how to make it work. We were working with... Uh, Del Frisco's, which is a big steakhouse, a nationwide steakhouse. So we were flying around, rendering all of the restaurants into VR. Um, we were working with Franworth in Ann Arbor, which is a franchise development company. 
and they use VR to kind of as a tool of training. So like if a new franchisee wanted to open up a space, we had four to five documented um, samples of what. So Fanworth, not they still work with a lot of the same brands, but they work with like um, City Row. They work with Spavia. They work right. with Title Boxing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So they help grow these brands, yeah. you know, fr- basically franchise these brands all, all over the world. And um, they were using our services as kind of like a parlay to how to um, get these spaces out and the masses to kind of show an example of what it looks like, the layout, you know, what it could look like, the artwork inside the uh, facility. And we would go and render anywhere from like three to four spaces and then they would just use it as kind of like training, you know. So there started to become so many different use cases for this and that's as kind of a creative, you started to kind of come up with your own ideas. Like, what can I do with it? What can I, you know, add to it? And then a lot of software develops developers started creating stuff on top of it. So like there's things now like tags where you can create, say like, for example, if you go into a retail shop, you can tag all the little pieces of art or all the little um, products in the store. So like the t-shirts, the uh, belts or whatever, hover over that tag and kind of see like product descriptions. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think what VR was doing it was opening the eyes of a lot of um brands into the possibilities of what could be possible with vr and also the different use cases i mean i think about even the things for like the general consumer that we don't think about so like if you're in a wheelchair some of the things that you think about before going to a restaurant is is accessible do they have a ramp are the doors wide enough for my wheelchair those are the types of things that we don't think about because you know we don't have to deal with that you know but somebody that has access to a, a digital replica of a space, whether it be a restaurant or a store or anything, can go and even measure the space between we the, noticed the that frame. You did that. That, that was so sweet. Yeah, like you literally got the exact dimensions of the studio. Right. Yep. It's down. It's that's the thing with these cameras is they're collecting data. Yeah. You know. So before the pandemic, a lot of people were not like using it they're like ah yeah. i don't really need it i never used it before but that was the same with websites when yeah. websites first came out businesses were like ah, i never used it before i don't need yeah. it but then they started to realize like man my my audience is yeah. they want to see it they want me to kind of integrate it into sorry they want me to integrate it into our strategy you know so um yeah that's how it kind of yeah so now it's going to be using like for the metaverse and stuff like that you know yeah, that man. kind of stuff because i was already when i was looking at the video you made i was already like man we can literally have virtual classes in there and people can literally walk into the space the way that you made it look and then hop into a class with their avatar or whatever it is you know what i mean it's only going to keep growing like it's insane how do we how can we like for people that are watching the video that are just on spotify like dumb down what the 360 tour is like you know to me when I try to explain to people, I'm like, you know, when you go on Facebook or whatever, and then you can just like look, like twist your phone around and look at whatever, you know what I mean? And to make it look like you're actually there. Like, how do we explain it for people that yeah. are just listening? So, the way that I would explain it to somebody that's never interacted with it is almost like being able to pick up a dollhouse and spin it around. Okay. And yeah. look, <laughs> look, 
you know, in every room and see, you know, yeah. what's on the walls and what's, you know, what furniture's in there, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of gives you a bird's eye perspective of that space, yeah. you know, because I think a lot, of th- a lot of times we all think about or we all use different um, ways to make decisions. Yeah. Like if we're buying a house, you know, a parent might think, how close is my bedroom to my kid's room? Yeah. For emergency reasons, you know. I mean, you're not thinking about that if you're, you know, uh, a young new home buyer, you know, but like those are the types of things that people like to know. You know, you can't really see that with, uh, you know, a A picture, you know, or video of of a house. You know, you can see it with like a traditional schematic floor plan, but. You can't really get a perspective of like, all right, mm. it's my room's right above the kitchen or, you know, my my uh, my laundry room is right below my kid's bedroom, you know, because yeah. those little things, you know, I feel like uh, play a part in the decision making process. Yeah. You know? So would you say the metaverse is they're combining AR and VR? Or yeah. And VR, is that right? yeah. Yeah. So I think what's happening now is... Um, because of the pandemic, it kind of shifted the perspective of, you know, we still want that community uh, atmosphere, but we want the accessibility and the convenience yeah. of being able to go to a game or, you know, watch a movie yeah. and still be with our friends. You know, yeah, yeah. with a VR right now, it's kind of more so just like a soul experience, mm. you know, um, augmented reality is more integrated with like um being able to interact with uh, real-time space. And when you're in real-time space, you're around real people. Yeah. So metaverse is kind of bringing those two together. So I kind of, I mean, and that's the thing with the metaverse. It's it's still being evolved. Yo, it's yeah. still being oh, created. Yeah, it's so far you know? go, like, and it's I think, yeah, and I think that we as, as a consumer and, you know, the audience are the ones that are going to decide how we use it. Yeah. You know, because I was thinking on the way over here, I was like, man, you know, like uh, the NBA will be able to, and I, this, I didn't read anything about this. This yeah. was just kind of like an idea, right? The NBA will be able to have more ticket sales because they'll have a metaverse audience and a real life audience. Yeah. Because like, think about this. They can probably at some point create some sort of uh, uniform that ha- tracks all the body movement of the players yeah. so that in real time, like you can call up your friends oh, and be like, yeah, yeah. yo, let's That'd watch the Pistons game, yeah. you know, and you guys go into the metaverse and you see like, as if you're really there, yeah. like the real movement and everything because of the suits that they're wearing. Yeah. I you think know? you can already watch it through your headset, right? Yeah. Through I mean, like you Oculus and stuff like that. Yeah. You I mean, can feel cool. You're yeah. Side. But it's like a, a different dimensional experience yeah. you know because yeah, like feel everything yeah because there's something about being able to walk around a physical space that you just can't get with browsing a, a, a online store yeah i feel like as consumers we're very uh impatient now yeah. like we get frustrated if we can't find a show on netflix that we like yeah, you know yeah. we kind of want them to feed us in the first page like yeah. this is a show that, that stupid algorithm yeah you know, show and, me something dude and i think that's why tiktok is doing is so successful because they're really good at showing you the content that is relevant to you yeah. and high quality content yeah you know and that's why a lot of other platforms are losing uh traffic because they're showing you stuff that's just not yeah. relevant man yeah and um i think that um with with the metaverse you're going to be able to 
have that real life walk around experience like walking into a store and not have to worry about being profiled or yeah. you know approached by uh, salespeople and bothered but you can still get that real life interaction and see yeah. things that you may not have bought or seen if you were on an online retail store yeah, yeah. you know yeah like when you go to the car do a ship you'll literally be able to like download you know the lamborghini or the range rover and see what it's like to actually sit in it <laughs> you yeah. know like literally be like like wow look at this car you know 100 percent. you know what I mean? and a lot of a lot of uh car dealerships already are starting to do um using just these uh cameras that we use yeah. um creating like the virtual tour inside the, the automobile yeah you know like how did you do that how big would that camera be like this size yeah, yeah dude and you put it on like a little tripod and yeah. then it just spins around and collects data from each yeah. like each seat you That's know crazy. yeah a, a, a big uh a big one that was pretty cool for me that I did was uh, RVs. RVs. Yeah, because they have yeah they have some uh, super high luxury luxurious RVs. Yeah. They got like jacuzzis inside. They what? got like yeah, it's, and it was really cool That's because, it. um, I mean it's just like walking a house, but yeah. you know, a smaller size scale. Yeah. You know. That's crazy. So you you said you own this company. Though. Yeah, Explore Three Sixty Tour. I own. It's a DBA. It's a um of rocky pez uh, yeah. so it's the parent company is rocky pez yeah yeah, yeah. which is good because then if you do do somebody their social media marketing you can just offer yeah and dude that's the whole to. the whole thing is i'm trying to find a way to marry all of these companies together because um they're all related i yeah. mean if you, you digital marketing is not going anywhere it's just going to be transferred into the metaverse yeah literally you know like think about billboards billboards are going to be in the metaverse real estate's going to be in the metaverse mm-hmm. I think assets assets, assets which mm-hmm. kind of like, i do like the, the whole idea of decentralizing things it's, i'm just not learning about it but it seems good do you have any cryptocurrency you know i don't have any cryptocurrency yeah. um because i'm i'm the type that's like I would rather put my investment dollars into my business mm-hmm. before I invest it into uh, anything else first. Yeah, especially if you're not too familiar with it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you and I think, scary. and I'm not saying that you shouldn't. I think that I'm a firm believer that you shouldn't put yourself into a difficult position to invest. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Or uh, gamble. Or gamble. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. can't spend it at least 10 times, don't spend it. Yeah, like it. if you got extra money, you know, do some yeah. research first, figure out what's, you know, the best investment. You know, and then put your money to that. You know, I think that um, for me, when I do start investing more, I'm going to invest obviously some money in Bitcoin, um, Ethereum, because it's heavily related to NFTs, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and because I think that that's where I think things are going. I think with Bitcoin now, you can buy pretty much on most shops, you can mm-hmm. use Bitcoin, you know. Yeah. Um, if you want to buy NFTs, you want to have Ethereum, you know, because yeah. Ethereum's you more. You can kind of pick your thing, right? Yeah, you can pick your thing, but I think it depends on what you want to use it for. Yeah, you know. So if you want to buy a laptop, you you know, get get yeah, um, buy Bitcoin. Um, yeah. But if you want to buy an NFT, which is a little bit, it's it's different in the sense of uh, Bitcoin's more of a currency, and yeah. Ethereum is more like a. Pl- I see it like a platform, a software, because you can have. Um, contracts in there you can like so that's why people Smart use contracts and stuff, yeah, yeah you can have um that's why people use nfts to uh, exchange nf or ethereum to uh, exchange nfts because yeah. 
when you buy an NFT, you're kind of like selling a contract. Yeah. So I don't know if you ever heard of Gary Vanderchuk. Yeah, yeah. So he released a bunch of NFTs called V Fronts, mm-hmm. and part of that was kind of like if you buy this NFT, you get invited to every single conference that I do for free, and you sit front row. Oh, yeah. So all his so fan base just rare, yeah just bought up all the NFTs, and now the value of that NFT is like yeah. worth so much. Yeah. You know, I think when he listed it, it was like a thousand dollars or two thousand for an NFT. Yeah. And now it's selling for like over twenty thousand. Just the conferences he attends alone cost twenty thousand just to get in. Yeah. Fifty thousand just to get in. <laughs> and, like, you know. and the thing I like about NFTs it's it creates community. You know? Yeah. It creates kind of like that exclusivity too, you know. Um hey, and you literally you get you get rid of the gatekeepers and the middleman. Like you don't need if you're an artist you don't need uh, an agent. You don't need somebody to be you know, you don't gotta cut nobody no deals unless you want to cut them a deal. Yeah, unless they're really helping you, you know. And that's what what I really like about what's going on right now with uh, Explore Three Sixty Tours. We're working with a lot of um, art galleries in Detroit, right. and we're um, I'm trying to start one myself. An art gallery? Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, with Demacia. Shout out Demacia. Yeah, that's I awesome, got, man. Having our first little practice round tonight. If you want to come through, yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. Like, you know. But yeah, we sell infused cocktails too, like cannabis infused cocktails. Nice, man. But yeah, so come out there. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. Um, I think what I like what's going on with uh, the art community is they already, the art community have such a strong established community already. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the first things that I recognized when I started working with uh, a lot of the galleries in Detroit is it's just a strong knit community. Yeah. And that's the thing about NFTs. It's, it's all about community and exclusivity. So I think as more and more artists start to transfer their artwork into the digital space, they're going to start to see that community grow bigger and bigger. Because kind of going back to what I was talking about earlier, the sense of being able to walk around, rock around a gallery and like look at the artwork and everything. Because with these virtual tours, you could throw on a VR headset and like you're there, you know, and you don't have to like find because a lot of the, the websites are hard to man it or hard to search through yeah you know if you're trying to find a specific piece or something <laughs> it's hard to find what you're looking for you know and again patience like we don't have as much patience <laughs> yeah. as we used to have so i think having that canvas of everything right in front of you is just going to make things so much more um like accessible uh, accessible yeah. and, and appealing yeah, you know yeah. it's like when you go to a store um any brand that puts their product on the end cap of a, an aisle, yeah. they have to pay extra for that because when you're walking to the checkout, you visibly see all of these products. Yeah. You don't have to oh, walk yeah, down yeah, aisles. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you when you're going and also when you're at checkout and you see the end caps of like gum and chips or whatever or movies, you know, yeah. you're, you're there's a higher probability of you just grabbing it or your kid grabbing it and saying, I want this. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, all those stores that, that like Burlington and TJ Max shit like that. They yeah. have all that stuff like damn, that's the best looking popcorn I've ever seen in my life. Exactly. <laughs> it's know? like if you don't see it, you don't like know it exists. Yeah, exactly. You know? So with the the metaverse and with the virtual world, you're still getting that that lifelike interaction of being able to look around yeah. and use your body gestures and movements to kind of see what you want to see and not have to like search on a website for something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things gonna be interesting. Cause like you said, it's about the consumer and what the consumer turns it into. And I think the youth is really going to determine what this turns into. You know, they're the ones that are going to be like, 
They make everything cool. Like, you know what I mean? So whatever it is. So whether they're playing the games on there, whether whatever. And they're yeah. already kind of already in the metaverse with Minecraft. Yeah, you know? that and and just in video games alone, like we see like how series two uh, K or NBA. I, I don't play these games, but like they people buy all these skins and those are technically NFTs. They buy all these different things for their characters and for their avatar. And then once that game's done. Once it's like once they made more and they're done updating that game, then you lost it. Unless yeah. they are able to save it to your your file somehow, like you yeah. know, and then transfer the, all your current information to the next metaverse. And that's kind of like how I like to explain a metal wallet. A metal wallet is kind of like uh, similar to a bank account, but the difference is you're able to store your assets. So imagine if you're like able to put your house in your bank account, yeah. you know, or your contracts in your bank account. Like you're able to store your NFTs, yeah. your, your, your the certificate of, of ownership. You yeah, can definitely like, store it there instead of if you of buy music, to the banks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's all stored in your metal wallet, you know. Yeah. Um, and you're right. I think the kids are gonna be the ones that really, because they have the creative minds, man. Yeah. They have the imagination to be like, man, I can use this yeah. for that. I can do this, and I and I and I can't wait to to see the schools start integrating this technology more, yeah. you know, because. That's the first place of exposure is the the schools. And I think that what's really cool is when they're able to throw on a VR headset and when they're talking about Rome, just yeah. transport to Rome, to Rome yeah. you know? Obviously. But how do, so how do we make sure that uh, inner city kids get that and, you know, people poverty and all that? Kind of like getting them laptops now, you know what I mean? Like a lot of them do, but a lot of them don't. And a lot of them don't even know how to use it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or, like the power of it, you Yeah. Know? I think personally it has a lot to do with education because the thing about the digital is that the cost of entry is a lot lower. So you don't have to buy, you don't, you don't have to buy a ticket to Rome. Like, you know, kids that are in upper in class communities, if they go on a school trip, they have to buy a ticket to fly to these, you know, exclusive trips where inner city kids don't have that opportunity because the cost is, you know, too high, you know, but with technology, I think what, you know, you said it too, it's like they're trying to eliminate that middleman and make it accessible to anybody, yeah. you know, and I think the thing is a creator can be a 10 year old kid yeah, from yeah. Southwest Detroit can create like a whole world yeah. in his, you know, in his room. And then he or she makes that available to all of his his or her friends yeah. in the community yeah. it's it's not exclu- it's not it's there's exclusivity involved but the things that the thing is is there's so many opportunities as yeah. well yeah. yeah like i just did some research all week actually preparing for this conversation but like some that i realized is that uh the metaverse can be as small as just your wallet you know what I mean? and your identity you know like mm-hmm. you'll be able to like they're basically like refugees and stuff like that like they already they only can carry whatever they're whatever they can carry you know what i mean so like carrying identification and all that is either get stolen or they lose it or whatever Mm -hmm. and you'll be able to store your identity in the metaverse you know so where like if you show up with literally just the clothes on your back you is i don't know how what it would take like a fingerprint or a retina scan or whatever but like now that we know what they are know what they do we know like you know Mm -hmm. and how we can still help them like you know because right now just things that prevent you from helping homeless people or whatever getting them jobs or if you just want to hire them like you know because if they don't have the paperwork the identity they you know like mm-hmm. what can you do yeah and that's the cool thing about this space is that you can be 
anything. Yeah. You can change it anytime. You can evolve. You know, like the meta, the wallet is kind of like, I like to equate it to like, uh, like if you have a cash app or a Facebook username, that's like almost like your handle, right? Yeah. That's your wallet. Anybody can see what's inside. Anybody can transfer. Anybody, you can sell from there. They can ask you if, you know, are you selling this NFT or whatever? Yeah. Um, and then you have, you know, your uh, your phrases and your keys and stuff, which are like your passwords. Yeah. Um, and I think the cool thing is that it's going to be kind of like a social introduction to like uh, new relationships. Yeah. You know, like if I look at your Facebook profile today and I can see like what you do and like, you know, yeah. things you like and stuff. But like with a, with a wallet, you can go on there and say like, oh, you're you have um, you bought an NFT from a local artist or yeah. you bought, say, an NFT from a fundraiser campaign that was going on with uh, one of the restaurants in the area. Yeah. And like I can get a sense of the things that you're interested in, what you like and what you yeah. support, you know. So it's almost like a social profile too, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting where this is going, and I hope that though I hope I, I like the idea of yes, you can be whoever you want, but I think the, the identity part has to be extremely important. Or else we're just gonna have a bunch of bots and spams and corruption. Oh, hundred percent. You know, like yeah. I I even say that with Facebook. I think that like honestly, you should it should be a system to where like you you enter your literally your your whole ass identity. You know, if you're gonna be on this platform then you know everybody needs to know who you are especially if you're going to be saying or doing dangerous things or whatever it's like you know and don't say it if you don't want to be exposed <laughs> like you know it's like yeah like you know it's like like you know and i really hate you know like uh, censorship and all that i think you gotta be careful with it but you know it's like you got at least it's important to know who's saying what you know you know what i mean versus yeah. like even when you got uh all the drama with like uh, like Russians or whoever messing with the elections or whatever, it's like I think it just be important that everybody's still identifiable yeah. somehow. Yeah. You know, and that's the cool thing about the wallets is they're traceable. You can yeah, see the history of true. purchases, transactions. You know, anytime you um, mint an NFT or you know buy something, it's yeah. it's all traceable. You know? I forgot. A lot of people don't think that. A lot of people think that. That like you know it's where you can hide all your money and all that, which it kind of is, but it's also like your transactions are still yeah tra and I think, traceable. And I think like how we were talking about it's still evolving. I still I think that um, there's risk in it, anything new technology. There's gonna be good players and bad players. Yeah, you know. But I think like we also mentioned the up and coming generation. I think are gonna be the ones to find the solution to minimizing you know, those bad players yeah. are creating less of a space for them to exist, yeah. you know, because I mean, I don't know, like you, you shouldn't hold back from exploring new things just because of fear or, yeah, I agree. you know, the chance that somebody might go and try to, you know, there are a lot of people. I've heard a lot of stories of people buying NFTs, thinking they're buying the real, yeah. you know, um, NFT that popular right now but it was created by somebody that scammed them yeah. like a look-alike you know yeah. but that happens in real life people sell <laughs> yeah. fake mona lisa's and yeah. fake chanel bags yeah. you know it's exactly it happens you know you just gotta do your research yeah. you know ask questions um i'm i like your the name of your podcast because it's like you're never you never stop learning yeah. i don't think anybody's an expert yeah. yeah i don't think anybody's an expert because uh, everything no way, <laughs> no way. and no and way. 
in, in, in anything. Yeah. I don't think anyone's an expert in anything because everything's evolving constantly. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I can see that. And we're a part of that evolution. Yeah, you can be experienced. You can be extremely experienced. But, yeah. What about uh, what to take to be an entrepreneur? You know, I think I want to start having that conversation too because everybody thinks it's all, you know, it's just a lifestyle. It's just like the Instagram, yeah. you know, type deal. Or it's just like, there's definitely a lot of people that you misuse the word entrepreneur mm. and call themselves entrepreneur. But, yeah. uh, you know, what are some stereotypes you think that you have to think about or go through or just, you know, what do people say and do? <laughs> like, you know, I think um, mental. You know, it's so funny, man, because like, Back in 2016, when I started Rocky Bez, people didn't understand, like, how are you working with somebody in Texas? Like, I had a client in Texas. Yeah. And they're like, how are you working with somebody in Texas? Is it legit? Is it real? Does yeah. it, you know, what's going on? People weren't, people didn't understand because they were still kind of following that traditional approach to how things are done. Mm -hmm. I go to college, I get a job, I work a full-time nine-to-five, you know? And over the past couple of years, even way after I started my businesses that I started to realize that that whole system is corrupt, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's managed by super wealthy, super um, powerful people that train you and manipulate you into going to do something that benefits them. Yeah. You get it, you know, you get paychecks and stuff, you know, you know, there's benefits involved, but I think that we, we're the ones that possess the talent. Yeah. And I think that that's where NFTs are really starting to, um, or the metaverse and the crypto and all of that is really starting to open that conversation because I think about, I'm not super well educated in stocks. I've never been the type to invest in stocks because I didn't understand it. Mm. But I started thinking about it the other day. It's like, if you buy stock, you almost own a part of that person. Mm. So like if you say, for example, you invented this you know, new product and it started to become super popular and you made that business public. Yeah. The super rich and wealthy and the powerful have the opportunity because they have access to information and data that the average person doesn't have yeah. to buy up a large portion of the shares of your company, yeah. which means they own you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that's how like the super wealthy and the powerful stay super wealthy and powerful is because yeah. we like, you know, the incentive of getting money, you know, is what a lot of people entices them to make their business public and give yeah. up shares of their company, yeah. you know? But I think with the NFT or with the, um, yeah, with the NFTs, I like the fact that no matter how many times it sells, you all always get a royalty, yeah. a whatever, percentage of that sell. Contract, yeah. yeah. Whatever so it is it's like then. you're owning your talent. You're not giving yeah. it up, Yeah, 100%. you know, which is what I love, you know? Yeah. Um, but going back to your question about the, uh, the, um, entrepreneur, yeah. you know, initially a lot of people were saying like, you know, uh, you're lazy, you're, you, you don't want to yeah. work, you don't want a full-time job. And it's the complete opposite, man. You're working 10 times 10 more. Times harder, yeah. you're, you're, you're having to do your own research and your own, figure out your own funding and making sure your taxes are right and your money's right. And, your cash flows right, you know, and your products are good. Um, doing your own marketing, there's a lot more involved, you know. But yeah. I think the thing that I love about entrepreneurship is that there's no restraints. Mm. You can do and test whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, like 
I'm in the process of starting an, another business called Super Dope Merch nice. and an apparel line. And um, that's something I've been wanting to do for the longest time because when I started Rocky Pez, I was creating a lot of um, graphics for brands. Yeah. And I didn't like the fact that I spent so that. much time creating these pieces of, I call it art, yeah. you know, and giving it to these brands to use to market their products and service. But like, that was it. Yeah. Once it's done, that campaign's done, it's over, yeah. you know. But like, I always wanted to kind of put my designs on a, a t-shirt or a yeah. hoodie or something yeah, yeah. and create a brand around it and create a community around it, you yeah. know. So one of the things I started thinking about was like, how can I marry the um, apparel line into this new world, you know. And I started thinking, I'm like, it would be cool if with every um, every collection we did two exclusive nfts yeah and then like 10 or 20 people can buy those nfts yeah and the um benefit of buying those nfts is like you would get something like you would be added to the pr list and yeah. every collection you would get the full collection for free yeah, yeah. and also that that's how like a lot of businesses are going to start creating um incentive behind a digital purchase is what do i get yeah. in return for this and it's like with gary v like you you get front row seats and access to yeah, every single you're guaranteed event to learn something from yeah. that shit <laughs> so it's like imagine if like say for example um mexican town bakery say yeah. if they created a bunch of nfts and part of the nft was like if you buy this nft you get um access to our uh exclusive release of uh conchas or whatever yeah or like, free coffee every yeah, morning and exactly you know, something like, like that because what, what it does, like one, it creates exclusivity and it creates a uh, community. Mm. Because then you meet everybody. Wants to be a part of yeah, it. you Everyone get invited to, to like the uh, secret event every Friday or yeah, something yeah. like that, you know? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, turn my podcast into NFTs, like silver, gold, and, or silver, platinum, gold, whatever it is, you know what I mean? Different like cards. As I get it going, I figure the ones where I fuck up the most will be the most valuable for ever now. Dude, but it's all the learning, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. I but feel like the the most times that I learn is when I fuck up. Yeah, you fell forward. Yeah. Know? That's a lot of people don't realize, too, is you just got to get started. You got to try. You got to fail. You got to yeah. fail forward. And you just got to love the process, yeah. you know. It's tough. Shit sucks. I made a lot more money bartending, but you know we'll see how it goes. <laughs> like, yeah, let's see. Thing, we'll the, see where it goes. The, thing about, goes, the thing about this is that it's um, it's it has so much more opportunity for growth. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're like I was mentioning before. There's no barriers. Yeah, you can take it as far as you want. Yeah, exactly. If you do a nine to five job, which I re- very respectable. Hundred There's a hundred percent. It's it part of it to a degree is controlled by your um talent and your work ethic but the other part is controlled by the owner yeah a lot of businesses hold you back from yeah. growing because they don't want you to go anywhere else they don't want to pay you more either yeah that's why a lot of people usually only and i've heard so many times like if you're in a uh, uh, corporate america you should only stay in a position for two years or less yeah. you know and then go to a new one yeah that's, that's what i pretty much i feel because now i i uh work here with mcsda and i Learn about sales and marketing and public relations in all corporate companies, you know. And now I'm doing it for here and making deals that are going to benefit the schools and stuff like that. And that's such a freedom, like, you know, it's such a freedom. And literally, the deal is that, you know, yeah, I'll get commission and stuff on it, but I get access to all this equipment like yeah. thousands of dollars of equipment and I get to practice on it and do whatever I want with it. 
computers. You know what I mean? And you don't know so. how the, the the efforts of your labor are going to be impacted 10 years from now. Yeah. Like one of the kids. I'll be able to see it. Yeah. I'll be able to see it. And I, I already have kids that I've worked with when I was volunteering. They're now, you know, making music and getting paid to do gigs, like getting paid to make uh, DJ beats and stuff like that. And when I found him, he like I was working with the school, the school social worker and, um, you know, he was just in trouble every day. And then now he's super humble, super smart, super like, he just want, he's like a student and everywhere he goes, he just asks questions and all that. And when I see that, that shit makes me feel so good. I'm like, dude, like, yeah, you know, it's like, I helped him get in check. You know, I'm part of the, the village that, that got that together. And I can't wait to use all this information and take that to these schools, you know, and that, put hip hop into the schools. And that's another thing is I, yeah. I love hip hop already. Now I get a chance to put it in the, try to put it in the schools and yeah. sit down and, talk to all these people about it i'm excited yeah and that's another way how you were talking about how um entrepreneurship and how to bring this to the the inner city kids i think when you are an entrepreneur you have um years of experience and access to uh brands and stuff that you can bring that to the inner city kids one of the things i really like to do is with rocky pez and explore 360 tour is create internship programs yeah for um students that traditionally wouldn't have the same opportunity if you know because to be honest i'm going to be honest the only way that i got the internship at the detroit tigers is because my sister yeah. was working there life's literally all about who you know dude and you so know you another thing know that what's crazy <laughs> like is when when um when i applied right out of college I swear I applied to hundreds of jobs. Yeah. And it wasn't until I switched my ethnicity from Latino to white uh, that yeah. I started getting calls. Yeah. And it sucks. That's it's a reality. Right you know, you get profiled and stuff. Yeah. But the truth is, it's like when people like you and me start creating, uh, start putting in the work to create opportunities for other up and coming talent. Yeah. That's how it happens. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm not gonna let anybody stop me from playing the game. I'm gonna play the game. Oh, like, yeah. you, know, you you got the you got the best kind of degree because like no matter what, you can't get played out of that now. Like you know what I mean? Like you got a straight business degree, you can take that as far as you want. You actually, yeah, you know but I mean? you know the thing is, man. Like I feel like it's just paper. In a way, you yeah. know. Like I it's I I. One of the things that um. I have a hard time, kind of like. I agree, and sometimes I don't disagree with uh, yeah. Gary Vaynerchuk. He says, um, you know, college is a complete scam. Yeah. You know, part of me, I kind of understand because yeah. you're going to develop skills to get a job for the super um, wealthy and super powerful. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, while you're there, you're learning, you're networking, you're building relationships, yeah. you're, you know, establishing a portfolio a resume you know there's yeah. so much more involved you know i think that um i don't discredit schools i don't think that you should not not go to school yeah. i just think that like education is so accessible now yeah it's accessible yeah school is yeah. a great opportunity in some cases but you know yeah. it's like also it's like yeah the, the education is so accessible yeah. there's millions of ways to get it free or less but you know, it's, it's you gotta teach that, and you gotta get that out there, and that's that's a tough message yeah. alone. You know, like you know, cause it, yeah, you know, you, start, you try to tell people, hey, go to the fucking library. Like you know, I, I know it sucks, but I know it sucks. You might have to take the bus, you might have to walk, you might have to carpool. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like look up the websites. You know, uh, here we talk about YouTube University. Like you know, yeah, 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 dude. I was we, just we gonna to say that. Teach people <laughs> to know how to 
do these things. There's a lot of skills that go with it that, you know, people that don't really get taught, you know, and I wouldn't even know what I know or even have ideas that I have if I didn't leave the hood. Like, yeah, what yeah. I don't, I got sent away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I got sent to Arizona and uh, if I didn't move away, I wouldn't even realize, like, oh, crap, okay, this is what we need. This is what, yeah, this man. is what our community's been lacking or that's, don't have, or, you know what I mean? Like That's one of the big things that I but, feel like is missing in, in at least our school systems here in Detroit yeah. is kind of the the framework of what is possible yeah you know absolutely what is possible yeah like, you know like they're they're not i don't know because i haven't been inside of a classroom here in, in an elementary school or middle school for many many years but yeah. i think that um just knowing the exposure that so my sister i went to henry ford academy my yeah. sister went to cranbrook oh okay yeah Wow. And that's a big difference. <laughs> I, I saw, yeah, I saw the the difference in accessibility, exposure, yeah. you know, through her experience and my own, you know. Yeah. But you know what? The school's but, a college. But, campus, but to be basically. honest, though, like Henry Ford Academy is 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 up there. Like yeah. I don't know if you know much about Henry Ford Academy, but Henry Ford Academy is located inside the Henry Ford Museum. Oh, okay. So our classrooms were literally in the back of the museum. Yeah. So when, you know, during lunch or whatever, or during like, you know, I had a class one time where um, we would go out into the village and get to interact with like the actual physical um, pieces that we were learning about. Uh, so like yeah, the Lincoln yeah. chair that he got shot in yeah. or the a car that uh, um, JFK, JFK yeah, was yeah. shot in, you know, so like, Henry Ford, it was such a great experience, you know, but I think that schools, a lot of schools don't have access to those, to that exposure that. Bro, what the fuck, Tyler? He's, yeah. I'm talking, man. <laughs> um, a lot of schools don't have exposure to the um, type of information that people in upper class uh, programs have, you know, so. That's one of the things that I would really like to do with um, my accessible or my experience and my access to the brands that I work with is create access to these different um, technologies and um, Oh my god! I was trying real hard to like keep focus. He has good intentions. Oh, it's all good. But that's one of the big things that I really want to do more of is create access to the equipment, the technology, the because um, even just like getting a client, mm. that type of stuff, man, was hard for me to learn. Yeah, because like nobody teaches you that in college. Yeah. They teach you how to get a job, not how to get yeah. a client. Yeah. You know, so like close deals. I had to learn that. People I had to skills. watch videos. I had to listen to other people's experiences and have um, mentors and stuff and just kind of trial and error you yeah. know like so many proposals i've bombed and yeah. so many i did good on you know but like every time like we said earlier every uh time you have a fail you learn from it you know yeah, yeah. but those are the types of things that i would really like to pull into the schools and bring into the schools is for the opportunity for them to kind of ask questions and say yeah. like through my experience well, what would you do in this scenario yeah what would what would you do if this happened or how yeah. would you approach this situation? Because those are the types of questions that I feel like will really open up the um, the uh, creativity of these young kids. Yeah. 
And yeah, because like they might already have the creativity, but then when they sit down, they immediately get discouraged by like, oh fuck, like what is this? What's that? Like how do I do this? How do I market? What how do I market myself? How do yeah, I man. Go out and get. How do I generate leads? What are leads? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, yeah. it's like, like all that, all that shit. You I know? feel like a big part of it is meant to be intimidated to keep certain groups of people out. Yeah, you know. But I think that people like us, we kind of pull down that curtain and show them like there's nothing to be intimidated yeah. about because nobody that starts anything is an expert when they start. Yeah. They're That's a uh, I was I've been making TikToks about like where I fail, where I mess up cuz I'm just like just start. Like yeah, yeah like man. just get started. You fail you fail forward, you know, like can't yeah. stress that enough. One of the uh, biggest things for me was um phone calls man yeah like i hated phone calls because i'm not this type of person that's a salesperson i don't like you know and i had to shift the way that i kind of saw myself or saw that mentality was i'm not selling a product i'm just having a conversation mm-hmm. with somebody that's interested in learning more about what i know about yeah. or what i'm skilled at you know yeah, yeah. and there's value that i can bring to them you know and it started to kind of shift from sales to more like relationship building yeah you know Everyone's not going to be for you and you're not going to be for everybody. Yeah. That's like one of the biggest lessons that I learned was you can't meet everybody's needs, you know? Yeah. yeah. And sometimes, I mean, hey, that's it's better that way. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. helps create competition, creates, you know, makes you different. It's okay to be yeah. different. Like, you know? Yep. But, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing I like about this. We had to call a lot of schools and, uh, you know, I used to work for like LA Fitness. I used to sell insurance. I used to sell... Like solar power, like all, all oh that corporate nice, stuff, man. you know what I mean? But like, and I used to make like for LA, like 60 phone calls a day, and all that shit. And I just felt terrible, like making those phone calls. It mm-hmm. felt like just an asshole, like trying to, if they wanted to sign up, they would have signed up. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like, like, you know, but here when I'm calling, I'm literally calling about after school programming and helping the kid. And usually they don't have anything bad to say, but if they do, it's like, oh, like you, you yeah. don't want me to help your kids whatever maybe you just don't understand what yeah, yeah. actually doing it whatever you know and that's the thing that about sales to me it's, it's very short term yeah. like if you get someone if you convince someone to buy something mm. there's a higher probability that because they didn't do their own research they're gonna pull back yeah. like if it's a subscription or like a service that you provide every month yeah they're probably within the statistics is like within three to six months they cancel yeah. because like it, it, it didn't care with what you were yeah. telling them. Yeah. But if you, when, what I found is when you market yourself and you brand yourself and you do stuff like this, you have podcasts where people get to know you and get to know your personality. Yeah. A lot of times people want to work with you because, or they pick you because they want to work with you. Yeah. They like your personality. They like the way that you explain things. They like yeah. the way that you break it down, you know? That's something that money can't buy. Is no, how man. your people skills, how you interact, being likable. Yeah, like you know, I can't buy this. No, skills. no amount well, of ad dollars can can compare to when somebody um, refers you. Yeah, you know, like word of mouth is yeah. always going to be the most powerful uh, yeah. form of marketing. You know. Yeah. You know, but it's it's not to say you shouldn't do ads. I think that it's it's like it's like having ketchup and mustard. Yeah. You know, you you want to have you know more than one or not maybe ketchup and mustard bad, bad interpretation. <laughs> you want to have more than one lane i'll say yeah. this the good interpretation or the good kind of metaphor is having a freeway with five lanes instead of one yeah right because if you have five free, free uh, lanes you more cars can get through yeah, yeah, right yeah. and go way faster right but if you put all your eggs in one basket there's going to be a lot of traffic yeah you know 
So I think that person fuck it all up. Yeah. So <laughs> like, find what you like, find what you you're good at, and then um, what I'm doing now is uh, what I'm starting to do now because I realize it's super important is grow your team because you can't do everything. Yeah, you I know, hear you gotta share the wealth. That, I yeah. haven't even think about this. Like, I'm I'm totally down to give somebody a piece of the company if they handle all the social media and like was a social media personality. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, you gotta have a social media personality too, which so I can't do. But it's like. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> you know, like, it's so important, man. Being like an online person is a lot. And you think about it, everyone that we know, like mm-hmm. that's a personality or a celebrity, has a team yeah. of people. And a representative. Like, like, and you know. they're doing, they're working all day for them, you know? Yeah. And they're the face. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. um, you know, like, for example, The Rock. Like, we all know who The Rock is. He's yeah. the face. But he's not the one that's making, all the, you know, the contracts like and, yeah. you know, figuring out what's the best marketing strategy for his new movie. Like, yeah. he has a team of people doing yeah. that, you know? Yeah, I do. He's like, like uh, you know, BR Sports Battle. What's it called? Barstools. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have, like, the main guy that everybody knows. But then they have, like, three different other platforms where, like, like it's still uh, Barstools. Barstool or whatever the fuck it is, but they have a whole nother guy oh, yeah. who's like the host of Instagram or the guy, a girl yeah. who's like the host of this YouTube channel or like, you know, it's still one company, but like they're like the face of this piece of the company. Right. It's like social media or, you know what I mean? That, and you, you got to have the whole team. You that's know? what I want, man. But, I want, uh, I want to grow a team of people that are comfortable being a face of yeah. the brand because to be honest, like I think I'm an introvert. I don't like this is the first time I'm ever doing this type of like uh, in-person dialogue conversation. You know, I don't usually show my face with my brands because I want it to be about the brand. But I also know the importance of having the human element of everything, whether it's a a digital service or a physical product. Everything has a face, you know. Um, But that's one of the things I really want is I want to grow a team of people that are comfortable being in front of a camera and uh, speaking on behalf of a brand because I think, yeah. like you said, it's super important to have somebody over here doing this, somebody over here doing that. That's the only way you're going to grow. Yeah, you yeah. Know? There's just so much fucking work. There's yeah. so much work. Just promoting, like, just shooting the podcast alone and then taking, trying to make social media posts about it and then posting it on, like, yeah. all the platforms and then making teasers and whatever. like you know, And then when you're done, you got to like, do it again, like, for the next one. Yeah, you know, exactly. And there's ready. other things I want to do. Like, I want to do, like, uh, Instagram, like, TV series, you know, where, like, I do, like, local businesses. Like, mm. you know, local businesses you're ignorant to or whatever. Dude, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's a lot. You like, know one like, of the things that ooh. I really want to do, too? And um, with Explore 360 Tour, yeah. and I think that this would be an opportunity for us to collab, would I want to do Explore Michigan in 3D. So like a podcast, blog, video thing type thing where people have the opportunity to kind of like be exposed to brands and businesses around Michigan uh, through virtual reality, you know, and kind of create like a a catalog slash filter where people can just go and search like restaurants near me and then walk around that restaurant. Yeah, hear hear about the owner, hear about the menu see the pro- like have yeah. it more immersive type yeah, yeah. you know content you know but yeah. that's one of the things i definitely uh want to do smart too. it's definitely smart to get into all of that there's just so much going on so <laughs> much to do, man. there's so, so much. much like this the world's about to change faster than anybody realizes it like you know like the, the metaverse is just going to be a household thing it's going to be where everybody says 10 times a day 
uh, you know, there's gonna be a, everybody's gonna have a cell phone and a VR set. Everybody's gonna, like, everyone's gonna have so like, everyone's gonna have a metal wallet the same way that most wallet. people have um, Cash App or Venmo now. Yeah, you know, like it wasn't too long ago that people were like Cash App, Venmo, yeah. like what? And you know? and those are gonna be holding crypto soon. Yeah, yeah, those are yeah. gonna be be able to trade all that yep. through there. We'll be able to buy NFTs straight off your Cash App. Yeah, you know? one thing that yeah. I would. Uh, I would leave people with, you know, as we wrap things up, I would say, do your research, um, check out, uh, another podcast called NFTs for, let me double check. I wrote it down. Say I'm all for it. Share them up. Damn, you can't believe we already crunched on an hour. Yeah. It's called NFT for newbies. It's a podcast on Spotify. NFT for newbies. I'm going to check it out. It's a really good podcast. And then check out uh, Gary V's podcast if you don't know who Gary V yeah. already is. But um, a lot of people are uh, turned off by him because of how like straightforward he is. But I, I fuck with them. I like people that are like straightforward like that. Put years of football. It's like I need that like you know, and the straight thing to is, the point. Is you don't have to agree yeah. with everything everybody yeah. says. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes like I'll listen to somebody and you know my favorite kind of tool on youtube and spotify is the fast forward button and the the listen yeah, to something at 2x yeah because like a lot of people talk super slow and i know because it's a, a youtube algorithm of like you have to have your video at 10 minutes in order to add ads to it yeah, but yeah. like people talk on for too long and that's what holds people back from like listening to the whole video but just yeah. put it on 2x get what you need to get yeah and keep moving yeah yeah you know but that's true well, yeah, I appreciate you coming on here, man. Uh, if you ever have anything else that you discover or anything breaks on this type of technology, sure, man, I'll have to I'm come back and we'll, talk about it. We'll and also, when it comes to getting into schools and stuff, you know, let me know because we're we're gonna be building a a media program, like, mm. you know, teaching podcasts. I'm really gonna build a curriculum of how I even started this. So, down, you know, so let me know what like, I can do. Know, we can get all of that. Teach kids how to do how it all comes together. Like I said, for sure, want to make sure the hood and like you know people poverty have access to this stuff before it blows up. That way when it blows up and, you know, it does come more affordable, people will be like, all right, bet. You know, and they're not so far behind compared to, like, the rich kids that are going to get it first. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, like, stressing the career pathways that it, it, that it can go into, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, because there's a lot of artists out there that don't realize that graphic design is a way to sell that. Like, yeah, you know I mean, like, just things like that. Like, oh, you want to be an artist for a living? Well, here's a way to sell it. Like, you know, it's only going to keep one getting better and evolving, you know? Yeah. But I'm so. down 100%. Let me know whatever I can do. Okay, I appreciate it. You, you want to tell everybody where they can follow you at and stuff? before? Yeah, so uh, Explore360 Tour is just at Explore360 Tour on everything. Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Um, we're Explore360Tour.com. Yeah, the website's sick. What was that museum? Which one? The Game or something like that. So it had the gate. It was like it was like more game museum or game or museum or something like that. I'm not sure, man. I just I pulled it up. But thing. yeah, if you're if you're it was listening like outside and stuff like that. Yeah, see. if you're listening um, on our website, we have a whole library of virtual um, models where you can go and look at different uh, restaurants and art galleries and kind of get a sense and idea of. You can see you our know, studio. Yeah, you can see the uh, the dance studio. Um, and just kind of see how we're, we're, you know, playing around with the technology and seeing different innovative ways to kind of integrate it into the world of business and, and commerce, you know, it's only going to keep evolving. One of the, also one thing before we wrap up is when, um, 
when we launch Super Dope Merch is mm-hmm. we're going to have a virtual pop-up with hey, the galleries in Detroit, you know? That's dope. And you're going to be able to go in there and kind of see the products before they launch and kind yeah. of add it to cart and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, I mean, Let me know you launch it. You can promote it on here, you know what I mean? For sure, man. Let's see. I'm trying to find it because now I don't want to sound stupid when I, uh, with that name. Tractions. Gayer Anderson. <laughs> it would say Gayer Anderson. Okay. Which one? This one? Yeah, the top one, right? This is a Gayer Anderson. Dot Dash Anderson. It's like some type of museum. Oh. Right? Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, did I you find that somebody? They <laughs> 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 did it for you. I'm not sure I remember that one. Um, That's like, this looks interesting. But yeah. Yeah, we started doing these tours like years ago, 2015. So there's so many tours that we've done that I completely forgot. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm like, we did that? Or sometimes, like, I have uh, um, camera techs that go on and do tours, you know? Okay. So I know which one you're talking about, <laughs> now, but I just don't remember where it is. That's funny. <laughs> All right, I appreciate you coming on and uh, you will talk about all this. Yeah, man. I'm sure I'll have you back on again. For sure. Appreciate it, bro. Thank you. And peace and love, everybody.